Okay, so welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon, and tonight I am honoured to be joined by Amber Brook, also known as Glenda. Amber, thank you so much for joining me, and how's it going? It's going great. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. No, thank you so much. I mean, to, to take it all the way back, all the way back, how did you first start getting into acting? I've read online that you started like the age of six is that <laughs> is that true was it always something that you wanted to do or how did it manifest yeah I just was always performing and um rambunctious and outgoing as a child and just always wanted to talk to people and uh so my mom uh got me into modeling first you know like that was kind of like yeah we'll take pictures you'll you'll really like that and uh, through there, I think I also took like an acting class. Like I think through the modeling, they were like, you need to take an acting class. So you can know what it's like to be on camera and have a personality. Uh, and I fell in love with it. I found a manager through that class. And next thing you knew, that's kind of what I did. Like I started auditioning and I booking things and being on set. And I've never looked back. Just always loved it. <laughs> did it start with like, commercials and things and then build up or to like local tv or like what what was the first you know mentionable part I guess the first part that I actually got was a movie of the week and I was playing Diane Lane and Donald Sutherland's daughter and Mm. it was this like civil war piece or just post-civil war piece (laughs) Uh, it was called the oldest living confederate widow and I worked on that set for, I want to say two weeks. Um, so that was actually my first gig. And then after that, kind of a mis- mishmash, you know, sometimes it'd be commercials, sometimes local stuff. Every once in a while you hit that, you know, cool big part on a show show, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Amazing. And so if we we get forward to like One Tree Hill times before you were cast on the show was it something that you were familiar with like were you watching the show or did you like get the part and then have to like catch up honestly no I was not watching the show um I uh, had friends that really loved it um but I was always like one of those uh, teenagers who watched like Buffy the Vampire Slayer so I was always, always watching like sci-fi stuff um and so when I got the show I went to watch, um, I think I bought the first season, like, okay, let me familiarize myself with this. And I think kind of like anybody who watches the show, the next thing I knew, I had like bought the net, or I went and got the next season that had like just come out season two or something like that. And I was watching through that and I was hooked. I was like, so hooked. So by the time that I actually went on to set, I was very familiar with the show. (laughs) Right. And when when you uh, were cast, so you were aware that because the episode that you begin in is probably the most famous episode of the whole show, right? I mean, mm-hmm. were you aware of how poignant that was going to be? No, I, I had <laughs> no idea, no idea in a million years. I knew it was a heavy episode, so obviously they're talking about a school shooting. Um, but I didn't even know the ending of that. They had the script, the last couple pages weren't given out to people who weren't filming it. So I had no idea what was going to happen. So I was with everybody else watching, just like, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> sobbing. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. 
um yeah no clue no clue well and your uh so glenda your character that part of the episode is um is really interesting because it gives the sort of layered effect of people not paying enough attention particularly to their surroundings or uh potentially not seeing the issues that are around them with you know uh things that can happen in teenage adolescent years or things that can happen throughout life at any age um and your character kind of represents that to Brooke Sophia Bush's character in that, you know, Glenda is telling her mum that Brooke is, you know, one of her best friends and Brooke isn't really even aware of her existence. I mean, was as much as I'm sure you're happy to be working and everything, uh, regardless of, you know, necessarily what the story is, um, but was that something that you were, that you like appreciated as a performer, that it was a bit more of a nuanced story rather than just sort of a a throwaway storyline? Oh, absolutely. Um, The monologue itself was really fun. And like you said, you know, the scene is saying something, it's, you know, conveying something important. And so, yeah, that's always such an honor to be able to bring material to like that to life and Sophia Bush is you know so lovely and so expressive and vulnerable that she was wonderful to work with it made it so much easier you know doing a scene like that um yeah I'm very special it was it was cool for sure yeah and uh, we often say it's it's sad but we often say that Sophia Bush is masterful at crying uh she has a (laughs) She has a great cry or is able to emote it um, really well. And that's, you yeah. know, she sort of goes outside and does that. So, yeah, that's a great partnership. And another great partnership that you have, um, you know, leading on is you have you share a lot of scenes with Lucas, Chad, Michael Murray's character and, you know, almost becoming like the editor of of his uh, of his book. Uh, how right. What was it like to work with him? Was he was he fun to work with? Oh, absolutely. Um you know, by this point, they had all become a a family. They bonded. They'd been working together for, this was third season now, so this is three years or something. So they all had such a, like, ease on set and an ease with each other and a confidence about what they were doing, and that that's always fun to work with. Um, and so, yeah, he, he, and he's a very talented guy, obviously, uh, so... Yeah, it was it was definitely a lot of fun. Um, it was really cool to see all of them together in like the school scenes, especially and watching them all interact together. You know, very odd. <laughs> <laughs> they were their characters, and then it's Hillary Burton and Chad Michael Murray, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's see, fun to watch that. <laughs> seeing behind the curtain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and when you when you um, when you were offered the role of Glenda was it something that you knew was going to carry on for a few more episodes or at that point initially was it just going to be like a one and done and then actually they liked you know what you did with it and the storyline so then they continued it initially it was just a one and done um and when they called it to see if I wanted to come back I was thrilled obviously that that's really exciting um I'd like to think it's because, you know, I just, I just really did such a good job. And they were like, we got to bring this chip back. <laughs> but we can I go with that. that. Let's go with that. I think that's a good we'll narrative. Go with that for sure. Um, but I think Glenda, you know, she's a relatable character. And 
I, you know, I don't think there was anybody like her at that point, you know, in the show, somebody who's a little bit more alternative, a little bit more fringe, you know, a little bit more on the outsides of what's going on. Um, and so, yeah, I was really excited when they brought me back and it was really strange to go into wardrobe and they had all these goth pieces and I was like, okay, all right, here we go. We're going this way. And I think what's funny about that too, is when I originally booked the part, so I had like bright red hair like really bright, unnaturally bright red hair. And when I showed up on set and I went to the director, like right before filming, I was in wardrobe and everything. He like looks at me and he sees my hair and he's like, no, this is supposed to be brown. We were supposed to dye this. And that was never communicated to anybody. So we had to rush back to makeup and desperately, I have like four people trying to like strip the color from my hair and dye my hair uh, some kind of neutral color. So it wasn't like so bright because my character's not supposed to stand out. You know, she's somebody who's been blending in. Nobody knows who she is. Um, so that was really stressful. So I think when they brought me back, they were like, we're just going to go <laughs> with the red hair. What could we do with that? Oh, okay. We're going to be goth now. <laughs> that, that's crazy. I mean, did, as a, as an actor, did you find, like, did you have, would you have had any say in that? Like, as in, if say if you were super precious about your hair and that's, this is my hair color and, you know, no, I'm not going to change it. Like, was it ever an option? Did anyone ever say to you, hey, is it okay if, or was it sort of a, no, this is what we're doing. And you would have had to like resist to keep your hair it's <laughs> that color. Um, I mean, in my experience, it's always been, you know, consent, obviously. Like, is this okay? For sure. Um, but I think like a lot of actors, we understand like we're playing parts. So yeah, I might love my long hair, but if I'm playing a part where it suits my character to have short hair, well, this is the business I got into, you know? So I think most of us are pretty cool about just like, well, it is what it is. It's hair. Mm -hmm. It'll grow back. I hope, (laughs) you know, um, but yeah, uh, it's never like you're going to do this, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I do think in certain situations, and I might be completely wrong about this, but I think in certain situations, if you do really love your hair and it's like, they're really going, they're completely chopping it off, changing it a different color, giving you bangs. I don't know. Um, I think you might get compensated for that. So I think there might also be like a financial thing, like, okay, we're going to pay you to do this as since we're adding this onto your job. Right. Yeah, well, that's that's fair enough. And hair takes a long time to grow. You know, you need to need to be true. compensated for that time. Well, uh, how did you feel about Glenda's turn to a more sort of gothic look? Oh, I loved it. I mean, it it's I was never like necessarily goth in high school, but I was definitely one of those alternative kind of girls, like wanted to be a skater punk, wanted to be a rock chick, just like was edgy, right? I'm just so, I'm so edgy. <laughs> um, so I loved when they brought out all that wardrobe and the black makeup and putting the black in the hair and, oh, it was so fun. I, I was, I dug it. <laughs> I dug it a lot. Excellent. All right. So Dom and I, Dom is my co-host. He can't join for some of these things because we, we're doing it episode by episode, week by week, and he's never seen the show. And that's kind of our premise of our podcast. So he hasn't, we're at the beginning of season four. So he hasn't seen some of these episodes yet. But we were saying what would have been an interesting twist, and I don't know how you would have felt about this, but would have been if um, obviously school shooting 
is a horrendous thing and uh, a terrible tragedy and but we're just if we just take it into the complete realms of fiction and fantasy here and try and leave that stuff out of it just because you know we're just talking strictly about tv we thought it would be interesting if glenda this storyline was introduced like maybe one episode or two episodes before and as the the episode comes to to towards the end and as jimmy comes out there actually was a second shooter the entire time. And of course it was Glenda because she was also forgotten and blended in. Would would you have played that? Would you have felt okay about that? Or <laughs> maybe not? Oh, sure. Um, yeah, you know, I, I totally would have been cool playing that. Um, I don't know how to put it into words. Like, especially for stories like these where it's meant to, to make people feel something and see something and learn something, you know, it's very heavy, you know, whatever part, especially even if it's like a part that's like, Oh God, in real life, obviously that's horrifying. I would never go and shoot somebody or go to a school with a gun or whatever. Um, But being able to play that character realistically enough and honor the story and honor what you're saying enough so that audiences can like really buy into it. Yeah. I'm down. Let's do it. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Dom and I keep saying that we're going to create the reboot. Um, so when we when we become the showrunners, we'll we'll that will be our first point of call. But I mean, it would have been because it's such a poignant episode and a poignant part of, uh, you know, the feeling of being. Uh, well, he was bullied and you know left out and uh you know suppressed and all the rest of it um it would have been an interesting twist to have actually he wasn't alone he's not the only one that feels like this other people feel like this as well obviously it was done in a much better way with via your character in showing that in a different way without it being you know violent so I think they got it right they got it right (laughs) well uh and then as as you come back for uh you know, you come back in the end of season three where you're in like the the sort of goth, wait, or is it the beginning of season four? I might be messing that up, but you come back and, and you're in trick and you're wearing like the, the sort of yeah, goth stuff. Yeah, the like clean teen episode, right? That's it. Yeah, because yeah. you your character tells uh, Brooke about what happened to Shelley. And so that's only happened like a couple of episodes from where we're at currently. Um, okay. But, at that point, was it again that they were bringing you in for a one and done, or did you know that there were going to be more episodes to come in that season? Yeah, again, as far as I knew at that point, it was like, here I am, one and done. I, if I'm not mistaken, and I might, it's been a, it's been a hot minute. I think it wasn't until the next episode that I kind of realized that I was going to be in a couple more because I think they were. F- filmed close enough together that I was doing wardrobe and stuff because I lived in Atlanta at the time obviously and it was shot in Wilmington so I was driving up so you know I knew a little bit in advance uh when I was going to be filming so I think it was it was it was that third episode that I was in that I was like all right I'm going to be doing a couple more I think but it could have been this one it's okay. We'll forgive you if some of the details aren't there. It's okay. It was a while ago. I mean, when when you're that you're staying in Wilmington because you know you're filming these episodes and and whatnot. Uh, are you are you like situated like are the cast all in the same sort of accommodation or hotels or anything, or are you just do they rent you like an apartment or something? Like how does that work? Um, 
It depends on the show. For this show, most of the people that were on the show were there for long enough times that I think they were renting their own apartments. So like in the morning, if you got picked up from transportation and you were picking up, I don't know, like Danielle Harris, you would go to her where she was renting and pick her up. But there were other cast members that were kind that weren't. I think at that point, Stephen Coletti was still a reoccurring character. He wasn't a series regular. So I know he was staying at the hotel with me. Uh, not with me in the same hotel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to start some rumors here. Um, <laughs> uh, and who else was might have been staying there? I feel like there were a couple times that Antoine might have been staying there, but I I don't know if that's right or not. He might have just been getting picked up there. Um, but yeah, so I think like a little bit of a half and a half. Right. And then when you you're in the later in season four and you've got the storyline where you're you're you basically become friends with Lucas and you're helping him with his um with his book and there's that episode where you're paired off and sort of walking around the school um and sort of you make him sort of, you know, gothic and things. Uh is you know, was that a fun one to shoot? I mean, that's one, I guess, where it's literally just like one on one time without having like extras in the background. How was that? That was my favorite one to shoot. Uh, like I said, it was just really cool to see all of them together and doing their thing, creating the magic, and then hanging out, <laughs> you know, and talking about their lives. Um, and it's uh, an interesting episode, obviously. So that was that was for sure my favorite one to shoot. Um. Yeah, and I I don't know, I there were parts of me that definitely related to Glenda too. So it was cool to see them sharing that storyline. I think I think a lot of people relate to that. You know, not everybody in high school is beautiful and, you know, cheerleaders and doing all these amazing things. Some people are definitely lucky enough and that's dope. And I think that, you know, one of the reasons that we watch these shows like One Tree Hills, it's fun to like live that life with these people for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those of us who maybe didn't have that experience, it's also nice to see those characters and be like, yeah, we exist. We're represented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. Not alone. You know, there are other people who have dealt with that, gone through that, feel that way. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I'd probably say it's probably more a majority that aren't, you know, in the popular, you know, elite kind of thing. So I'm sure, you know, more people could relate than not. Which, yeah, is I fully agree. I'm just going to reiterate what you said, so I'll stop talking. Um, but <laughs> did did you uh, did you get to keep any like props or wardrobe or any like mementos from from One Tree Hill, like from filming or anything? Um. Did I get to keep anything from that? I don't think so. I have a lot of like One Tree Hill stuff from the conventions because it's always so cute. Just all these great shirts and sweatshirts and things like that. Um, I don't remember. Isn't that terrible? I don't think I did. I don't think I did because I I have like a place where I store all of that stuff. Um yeah, and I don't think I have anything from that show in particular. Well, okay, I do. Well, you mentioned it, so I'll, I'll ask. The the conventions are like something where the fandom has just continued to almost get stronger over the years. It's something that we're definitely aware of from you know interacting with our with our listeners and followers. Uh, 
how how many of those have you been involved in and do you feel like does it feel like a surreal thing that well it shows how impactful your character was the fact that you were you know in you know a handful of episodes and you were there at the conventions you know like how how does that all feel um it's very strange it's really cool it's very strange I've only done as far as I can remember I've only done three of them I did one way back in the day um when we were still filming and James Lafferty would put on that basketball I don't know if you know the about the charity basketball games but mm-hmm. um so I did that one and nobody knew who I was because I don't even think any of my episodes had come out yet maybe maybe the school shooting one I'm not sure <laughs> I think no I think that one had come out yet maybe um so that was very odd and new to me and then uh the last couple years uh yeah it's strange because it's like well I was only on the show for what was it five episodes I think um which isn't a really long time um so it's really interesting to have people come up and know who my character is and like my character and want to take a picture with me and want to talk to me about my character um super cool very cool to meet everybody yeah well it's because you did great work so enjoy that (laughs) you just you deserve it um well just talk about some of the other projects you've done uh you're on 90210 um that must have been fun I mean that's like a you they share the same genre you know you could say I haven't I haven't actually seen it uh but did you have a good experience there oh absolutely yeah 902 and I was a lot of fun um that's filmed in LA so really different experience I don't even know how to like put it into words just the whole vibe is very different filming in Wilmington filming in LA um and the shows are, I mean, even though they're in this, like you said, they're like in the same genre, the shows are so different too, just in the way they go about things, I feel like. So everything was very different, but still super fun. Nice. Very fun experience. That's awesome. And uh, Vampire Diaries, that's one of my wife's uh, favorite shows. She was so hooked on that. I mean, another, again, I know that it's uh a bit more fantastical but it's still within that sort of teen-ish drama mm-hmm. genre uh what what was that like it was really fun that was uh, I was in episode five I think so the set was not the set the um the cast was still getting to know each other it was a very new show so it's very interesting to see how different it is going on to shows where they've been working together for a while and then going on to a show that's just in its starting um and it was cool we filmed outside uh and it was a little chilly (laughs) from what I remember and um all of my scenes were outside so it was just like outside 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 (laughs) um but yeah it was that that was a fun one I wasn't on that that set for as long I think I only filmed for three days for that one still super cool but I got to do it in Atlanta, which is where I'm from. That's where I grew up. So it's I anytime I can film in Atlanta, I love it, love it, love it, love it. Right, because there's there's a lot of filming actually does happen in Atlanta, right? It's kind of a bit of a, a, a LA outside of LA sort of thing, which I didn't know about until like a few years ago. So that's yeah. cool. Is that it's- is that part of where? Sorry, is that like? You, you grew up there or is that did you move there because of that 
I grew up here. Um, my, I just moved back, um, by the way, but, uh, I grew up here. My dad is in the entertainment business. He is an audio engineer, um, for like live sporting events. So ESPN type stuff. Um, so there's always been like Turner broadcasting here. Cartoon network has been here forever. Um, so we've had like downtown, we had our little like strip of where things happen. And I did, you know, I did start acting really early, so I did do things here. Um, but it wasn't what it is now for sure. Uh, that started, that actually started like right after I left and moved to LA like 10, 11 years ago, all of a sudden it just started like all this work. And I was like, man, I just moved. Um, but now, yeah, they call it a Yollywood. (laughs) <laughs> okay nice <laughs> uh mean girls too i mean i've I've seen the first one but uh was that fun yeah uh, another one in atlanta um it was fun it was i was on that set for a a while even though my character i didn't like have it ton of lines or anything but I was like part of it's like the two clicks it's like a popular mm-hmm. click and like the outcast click of course I'm part of the outcast <laughs> because <laughs> duh <laughs> all the coolest people are um so we filmed for a long time so I made some really good friendships um on that set uh I'm always trying to remember like is there any juicy gossip is there anything interesting I could tell you no I've I've, I've been really privileged to work on pretty easy sets like I haven't had to work with too many divas I don't have too many like Christian Bale moments I can tell you (laughs) god you won't believe what so-and-so did (laughs) that's okay we're not really we're not really the gossip type anyway like we 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 like to keep it all positive so uh you know we obviously honor the the horrible parts as well um and unfortunately you know we don't need to talk about it but we have covered you know a lot of the horribleness uh that happened in one tree hill like behind the scenes and obviously a lot of that is uh being covered and reclaimed by hillary sophia and joy i say that like i know them i don't but you know on their on their podcast on drama queens which is fantastic so um yeah we we do we do touch upon those things but we we try to keep it you know we try to keep the the show alive in in positive ways you know yeah uh and then i have to ask uh about uh eastbound and down as well because that's um i actually i i haven't seen this show but i love um i've forgotten his name (laughs) yes i'm about to say oh i love him and i i blanked on his name but yeah i love i love him and you know all like seth rogan and jonah hill and all of their sort of collaborations Uh, and that was this is at a time where uh, that was really in its element as well. They were kind of like the new frat pack, so to speak. Um, what, what was that experience like? It was so fun. Um, we filmed a little bit in, I think we filmed mostly in Myrtle Beach for that one, but Danny McBride, I just want to say, is precious. He's such a nice, genuine guy so lovely so hands-on he was in my initial audition like I I've never seen that before I walked into the room like usually it's a casting director it's a director producer you know if you get up to like a callback or a producer session or something and I walk in Danny McBride sitting there and I'm like (laughs) casting his own show I don't know I don't even know where he found the time um but just such a cool guy so 
working with him was a dream. He's a wonderful, the show itself was so different than anything I've ever worked on because it's mostly improvised. Right. So you have a script kind of, but it's more of like an outline of like, so this is going to happen in this scene, right? Maybe these lines, if you get to them. right? And then Danny McBride and uh, Jason Sudeikis was in my episodes because he plays my boyfriend uh, in the beginning part of it. And so he's in it. And so they're riffing off of each other. He's riffing, you know, the rest of us are trying to keep up. Usually we're just there to be reactions, right? Like, and it's so hard not to laugh. I feel like that's really your job when you go on to these shows is don't laugh. <laughs> just <laughs> let them be funny and do not laugh. Uh, but really, really fun show. And like I said, I just never knew what was coming next. And there'd be so many times where because they had improvised something that they wanted to keep, they'd have to change something later in the script. So who knew what was going to happen <laughs> in the next scene? I, I sure didn't. A um, lot of fun, for sure. Well, that's great. And I guess those experiences and doing things in, you know, non-typical ways is great experience for you as a performer to just take into your arsenal for future projects so yeah that's great oh, for- well I, I have a couple of listener questions um that I will throw out to you if that's okay uh, and then yeah. and then I'll let you go and uh this has been fantastic really appreciate it uh the first one said simply says I love Glenda she was great uh how was it to play opposite Chad I mean I guess you've kind of touched on that but excellent in a word right you enjoyed it it's great it's I mean he was obviously I was uh in that age where he was teenage heartthrob when I was growing up you know (laughs) like so believe me it was it's surreal to be sitting there (laughs) 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 and he's, he's never really lost that like he's kind of uh like remained as uh in that sort of you know that's hard to say you know handsome for a very long time you know he seems to be succeeding at it so absolutely yeah good on him him. (laughs) to find out what water he's been drinking um what another listener asked what did you think of glenda's backstory oh i i really enjoyed it um and it's always fun kind of fleshing out little details for yourself too you know, in your head of like, oh, this is what I think happened. This is what I think happened. Um, and having the, you know, the the mom, the issues with the mom, I think is very relatable for a lot of people, especially young teenage girls. That's a rough time <laughs> for, for mom-daughter relationships, especially if your mom is not very nice, which kind of sounds like Glenda's mom had some, some fat phobia issues and you know, some, some of her own insecurities she was projecting onto or Glenda, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed her backstory for sure. You know, not like we were talking about before, not everybody has a cookie cutter, happy life sometimes. So for sure. Yeah. And even those people that might appear that way potentially don't either, you know, it's a lot of keeping up appearances and, you know, it's like the whole thing of social media where people are showing you their best life, you know, and yeah. uh, it's not, you know, it's all filters and all the rest of it. And it's, yeah, so completely. So really, Glenda is a very important character and very poignant. And I think obviously that's why 
she resonates with so many people this one i thought was really interesting someone asked where do you think glenda would be now in 2022 (laughs) um i always kind of imagined glenda like going on kind of like you said that she almost like published lucas's book so i almost pictured her like going on and working for some publishing company or starting her own publishing company probably in like horror books right (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, but then somebody had posed online that maybe she, because, uh, people found out that I did music and a lot of people are like, Oh, I wish Mark knew about that at the, you know, when you were in the show, maybe they could have incorporated your music and they were like, yeah. And then Peyton could have signed her. So this, so apparently there's mm-hmm. some story out there, fan fiction where Glenda is signed by Peyton's <laughs> record company and she's touring. So I would be fine with that future as well. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's yeah, that's great. I mean, so tell us about about the music. Is that something that you also did, you know, growing up? Something you you continue to do now? Yeah, it's always been something that like acting has always been my main focus, and like that was going to be my career. That's my career, and music was something that I loved doing, and I still really pursued it heavily. Um, but I never like saw myself like, oh, I'm going to be touring in concert or anything. I was in a rock band for a while, and we would like do local shows and stuff. But I always assumed like, oh, acting, 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 music second. And then recently, um, I've just been feeling so creative and inspired, and wanting to just be a better songwriter and connect more with people through music you know it's it's something that acting especially film and television acting which is my passion you know it's harder to connect face to face with people like an audience because there's a screen there I'm on set and I'm not connecting with people there but that live uh, you know music and lyrics and telling your own story has been really appealing to me so that's been something that I've been focusing on a lot the past year and I'm putting out a new album or I'm going into the studio this month to start um, on that. So yeah, it's definitely something that is getting more and more like, I have to do this. I have to share this music with the world. That's Um, awesome. I'm rambling and I completely forgot your initial question. I hope I answered it. Sometimes I just. No, you did. No, no. Yeah. You answered it. You answered it. I've, I've got, I've got a couple more, but just to keep on this subject for a second. So where, where can people, support you with the music like where can people you know buy the music and all that those those sorts of things yeah um so um i'm on all of the like streaming sites whatever streaming site you may use spotify amazon music apple what have you um and (laughs) i'm i'm just not under my name amber brooke i'm under a music name which is a b dubs just literally a b d u b b s uh it was something that my band used to call me or a couple members of my band used to call me and i loved it and i thought it was fun and so i was like that's to be my music name um so a b dubs and you can find my music on yeah like i said basically wherever you find music and yeah if you want to go give me a little follow that always helps (laughs) follow my music page For sure. And your Instagram as well, because that's that's where I found you. Um, yes. So, um, so can you just remind us of the handle? Yeah, it's at Amber Brooke Wallace at Amber B-R-O-O-K-E-W-A-L-L-A-C-E. 
Excellent. So everybody get on that, get involved in there. Uh, Again, the last one was uh, someone wrote the whole little bit here. Uh, I was going to was going to ask, were you ever asked to come back in season five and show um, you like helping Lucas to edit his book? Um, Or maybe you could have been at one of the book signings, seeing as you were the first person to be trusted to read the book and give an honest opinion on it. I, this is from the person I was really annoyed that they didn't bring her back even for a flashback episode to show her first in line at a signing that would have been nice to show you there I mean was that anything that was ever mentioned or did you ever have a feeling about that no I think what may have happened was I was supposed to come back for the graduation episode but I was filming a movie at that time that I was already contractually obligated to so I couldn't film when they were filming. Um, and I think after that, maybe not that I was like in trouble to be like, yo, well, we're just not going to bring it. I don't think it was like that, but I think it just maybe it wasn't thought about again, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wasn't asked after that, but yeah, it would, it would have been nice. <laughs> well, we've, uh, we've had this, these, these, this like fan idea that if there could be a one tree hill sort of reboot or continuation, that it could be, that um you know like Nathan and Lucas and the that the characters were that were younger would basically then be like the parents you know and be like the next generation of One Tree Hill and but we were saying that there'd be twists and things in it and we're you know making it more diverse and you know trying to fix some of the errors that were in there from it being like an early 2000 show and bring it up to date and so on and so forth um if that was to ever happen would you be down to reprise Glenda? In a heartbeat. Absolutely. I would love that. I think I I could see Glenda being in a pretty like cool place. Like, you know, you, you don't go through crazy stuff like that in high school and not be a little bit. Learn, learn what am I, what am I trying to say? I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Learn it. Yeah. A bit more. She's, she's chill wise. girl yeah she's been through some stuff so she's seen it she's not bothered by the small things in life i she could be like a cool like music teacher at the high school that puts she's like a bit offbeat you know <laughs> like in a great way i would love that that would be amazing oh that'd be really fun okay well when dom and i get this figured out <laughs> get the funding behind it and get the rights somehow from warner brothers or whoever and uh will you'll be first on the list well what about um like other other projects and things that you're working on that people can check out or look forward to seeing yeah uh right now um i've just the past couple years with like pandemic stuff and moving cross country um i haven't really been like creating as much as i normally would be but um in the future here, I'm going to have a couple of cool stuff coming out that I'll be uh, updating my Instagram on. And then, you know, obviously I'm always auditioning. So you never know. Maybe I can, I'll book something soon and I can update everybody with that as well. Let you know where you can see me. Um, but yeah, definitely if you follow me on my Instagram, I, I, I'll keep you up with everything that'll be coming out uh, eventually when it all comes out. <laughs> excellent well we'll we'll surely we will for sure be there to 
to support you know you and, and whatever that you do next and uh yeah i really appreciate your time and insights into everything it's uh, been an awesome conversation so yeah thank you so much and good luck and wish you nothing but continued success for everything going forward thank you so much i i really appreciate being here like i said it's such an honor to be asked so i uh good luck with the rest of the podcast and i hope your friend enjoys uh, the show <laughs> His, his loving it. He definitely hasn't been expecting some of the things that has happened. Um, so yeah, it's been a great, a great ride so far. So yeah, well, thank you so much.